0: Let's go, alright, this Bradford Show, and when when we want the most notable, the, the biggest media stars, the people who know what's what when it comes to what's what, we turn to the people, the people that need to be turned to, and that's today, it's Jonathan Papelbon. What's going on, man? What's up, Rob? How we doing, man? Oh man, the, the the adrenaline's coursing through my veins after hearing that song. We just had some good uh, walking. Oh man, music.
1: I mean, doesn't it just get you going? I mean, it's like you know, everybody wants to talk about Diaz these days, man. Uh, you know, I, I gotta sometimes let some of these people know, you know, where where the walkout song came out, man, and, and who is number one of all time. And when you hear "Shipping to Boston," you know what's up.
0: Ooh, well, number one of all time, uh, uh, the the yeah uh, above yeah. Mariano. Ooh, yeah, yeah, okay, above Mariano. Mar- who? Who are you don't Who's that? <laughs> well, I w- I will and Brian Barrett's joining us and Coop. You remember Coop from the podcast uh, with the great hair and uh, all, all that good cannabis talk you guys had. Oh so, yeah, uh,
1: Coop with
2: with, yeah. with the
0: boyish good looks. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Coop, say hey, what up,
2: Pap? How you doing, dog? <laughs>
1: What's up my man?
2: Yes. I miss you.
0: And and by the way, we're going to get to it in a second. Coop, the commissioner. The commissioner Pat. Commissioner of the craft oh show. Oh good hands, man. Oh yeah. Well, we got to get man. to. We to
2: I mean, if if anyone knows anything, the commissioner is just there to be the whipping boy. Like I'm just
0: there to get yelled at. It, it's more than just a piece of metal, Coop. All right. <laughs> so, uh so so Pap, uh, there's a lot to get to here. Number 1, so when you talk about your entry music, since we were talking about it, I had heard that you wanted to change it. Is that true? Did you want to change it at one point? No,
1: no. Actually, it rigid- I, can't- I first came out to, uh, you know, Wild Thing, right? Well, then uh, Sarah McKenna, who has been with the Red Sox for years, takes care of the wives. And, you know, I got to give her props, man. She was like, you know, we got to step this up. And I was like, let's step it up, you know? And so she got in, ta- in contact with.
0: Uh-oh. Broke- it was
1: it's all, all downhill after that.
0: <laughs> well, we lost you there for a second, but we get the gist of it. So, uh, all right, well, and you're proclaiming best of all time, best entrance music of all time.
1: No question. I mean, you got to look at a lot of different things when when, when when it comes into into play. Number one, the fans. The fans of Boston went absolutely I'm not even allowed to cuss, am I? They went nuts, right? And um <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you know, Yankee Stadium with Mo, it was all great and everything, but you know, it just didn't have the same effect. Now I will say Diaz is the close second
0: Ooh. to Cinco Ocho. Oh, all right. You had the great idea on the podcast about selling trumpets to the fans.
1: Yeah, did they listen to me or no? Uh, they may. Have or do been. we need to do that, Rob?
0: Uh, well, I mean I, mean, we, I know you can... got a daughter's wedding to co- to
1: pay for here soon, so um <laughs> You know, I think that could be a little spare cash it, for
0: you. It is true. The open bar is going to swing on whether or not I can sell trumpets for the Edwin D. Rob. You're going
2: to be out, out in Flushing Meadows, <laughs> just selling trumpets on the sidewalk.
0: All right, hey, listen, Pap. So, uh, all right, we've we've got to we got that out of the way. Best walking music of all time. Brian Barrett's here, and he has a question about which I think is going to scratch right where you itch.
3: Okay, go ahead, Brian. Okay, Pap. So, did you see the game a couple of weeks ago when Sale got his finger injured?
1: Yes, I did. Okay, so in the, the first game.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So in the first inning, of course, it, Rafi had been owning Cole. So Cole knocked him down, right? In that first inning. Rafi kind of looked back at him. I'm wondering this. So today or tomorrow, if there's a blowout either way, should somebody on the Red Sox knock down a Yankee?
1: No question about that's a dumb question. Dumb question. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. Well, they haven't yes reacted yet. yet. That's my and, problem. Uh,
1: and, and, and well see this is the problem with the game today is it's changed and you know you throw at people now and then you got you get suspended and all the other BS and it's like just let the players police the game. That's what I miss about the game now is you look in the past and the players were the ones who police the game. Not the damn umpires or the coaches or any of them. It was the players and that is what the game has lost. And you know, like, here's another thing, too, is this whole Tatis stuff, man, like, man, I'm it it, it it almost enrages me because, you know, I worked my ass off for so much, so hard, and did it the right way, you know. And for me to see stuff like that, man, it just, man, it hurts me so bad. And, and, like, I'll tell you right there, that if I was pitching – Every single time I face that dude, I'm drilling him. I don't care if I'm bringing in a run and losing the game.
2: That's why we need you back in the game, Pap. That's well, why we need you.
0: I mean, well, Pap, I don't know if you saw. So his, it's not a lot of times where you see the teammates throw a guy under the bus as well. I mean, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. You well, it's Half
1: of them, I don't know if you saw it. They, they, they were saying, you know, hey, he ain't been here all year. We ain't needed him. So we don't need him anymore. So I think that his teammates are pissed off about it, number one, because now they got to answer all these damn questions about it instead of focusing on what really matters. You see what I'm saying? And so, in my opinion, uh, as this continues, the Padres are just going to just
0: fall by the wayside. (laughs) Well, who was the player? So I gave an example of a guy. uh, You remember Brendan Donnelly? You remember him? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he actually I remember he came back. And I was trying to remember the guy. He came back and he he said on the record he's like I came back for the sole purpose of hitting this guy. Like he did not like a certain guy. I don't know who it was. But uh Yeah, it 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 was
1: it was um Joey uh I don't know he played for the Mariners. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so you know exactly what I'm talking about. So was there a guy yeah. that was there a guy that you like disliked? Where he's like, hey, man, if I don't, either I'm going to brush him back, I'm going to make him uncomfortable, or maybe I'm going to give him one in the ribs.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Randy Machado, uh, Sammy Sosa. I mean, dude, I could go on and on. But the thing is, though, is it's a mutual respect from the players, and all that is gone, Rob. Like, it's all gone. And so I, I feel like that's what's missing from the game. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things now where, I mean, look, if if you're not protecting your team, I mean, you just, it, it, it's it's like, do you want to give in to the bully on the block and keep getting your ass kicked every day, or are you going to punch back? You know what I mean? Well,
0: well, let me ask you this. It is Jonathan Pappelbonds joining us here on the Bradford Show. And so uh, let me ask you this. So, to Brian's point, how impactful is it? when you do get in a scrap with somebody, when somebody does do that for your team? And and obviously, uh, you know, you can go back. You had a few of these. But how impactful is it for a team to to have that sort of unity and have, know that you have each other's backs and know that, hey, yeah, the bullpen's emptied out and, and we're getting into it with it? Is that, like, is that a cliche thing or is it a very real thing that can help a team?
1: Absolutely not. Rob, let me answer this question, right? Yes. What happened, okay, for all the years, I mean, you could go back from to the 70s to the early 2000s with the Red Sox. Yankees beat up the Red Sox, beat them up, beat them up, beat them up. Okay? Well, then what happened when Pedro comes along and then Shill comes along and all these guys that are saying, you know what, we're not going to take this anymore, right? And they start punching back on the Yankees. Well, then you create an environment – in a culture of, hey, look, we not we're not standing down back down from nobody. So then, what happens? Red Sox win in 04. and then you mm-hmm. create that culture. What happens? That Red Sox win in 07. 13. You keep going on and on. So I believe it has a
0: huge effect. Can I give you a flip side of that? What happened against you guys? And maybe you'll disagree with this, but Tampa, Tampa Bay, the James James Shields Coco Crisp thing, right? I mean, Tampa no was no question. Tampa was it. like, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're the worst team in the division and Joe Madden's trying to get things going, but then you got in a fight with the big, bad Red Sox, like, right?
1: No question about it. And then what happens, right? They end up beating us, going to the World Series, and, you know, I was I a was firm believer if it's a... If Tampa would not have had that kind of cultured atmosphere grow with a veteran like James Shields, we would have ran through them again and we would have won another championship because Philly at the time, I think they had Cole Hambles. And, you know, we, we might have gotten, you know, it, it, we would have whooped them too. But there, there's no question about it. And that's what's, that's what's gone today. But, um, shoot, man, at the end of the day, what are you going to do now? Because the game has changed and, and the rules have changed. And with the rules changing, you know, it changes the game with the rules. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pap, I have a question for you. So you've been outspoken about Bloom. I'm wondering from your perspective, based on what transpired at the trading deadline, what didn't happen before the season, a bunch of these guys, the Devers, the Bogarts without extensions, what do you think the conversations are internally in the clubhouse right now between the players? I'll tell you what they are. WTF? <laughs> WTF?
1: What is going on? Okay, because as a player, you almost want that GM to kind of be w- uh, another player and say, "All right, guys, look, you didn't cut it this year, so we're gonna cut we're gonna cut the cord, and we're sellers." And you make it very clear. Or, hey, guys. Look, man, we're fighting our asses off and we're gonna go out and we're gonna get you some help. Well, I I, I just think with Blue, there's so many mixed signals and you know, it's just like players are sitting there in the in, in the clubhouse just with no clue. And that creates doubt and that creates, you know, an atmosphere of, you know, what's our job? And and it just it, it starts to fester, man, and that's I think what's going on.
0: Well, when you have you ever I can't even remember a team that would be like this for you, but a team where they say, Hey, listen, we're building and we're gonna be for sustainability and for the future and everything else. Because when you were playing here, everything was, no, we gotta win now. And if we don't win now, we're gonna we're gonna invest even more the next year. And even in Philadelphia, I think it was like that for you guys, right? I mean yeah, you, it you, was. You, were, yeah. you were you were never on that team where uh, you know what, you just patience, patience, patience. It was never like that for any of your teams.
1: No, I, I was fortunate enough to never be on one of those teams until about my third or fourth year in Philadelphia when it you know, Ruben Amaro was handed – no lie, he was handed – in Philadelphia, I went there. One, because they were the the ones that wanted me the most, and two – I thought I was going to go there and win two more championships, at least, Rob. I mean, you look at what we have. We have Roy Halladay, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Cole Hambles, Cliff Lee, myself. I mean, Ruben Amaro was handed the, the keys to a damn Lamborghini and crashed it. <laughs> and then we get to the point where it's like, okay, well, that's gone. And – Everybody knew at, at, at some point now we're going to be complete sellers and this is all gone. Well, at least players knew that. You know what I'm saying? At least players could, could ex- know what to expect. But mm. I, I think it's just a real bad deal when the players are sitting there in the clubhouse looking at each other saying, what's going on? It's hard to play that way, man.
0: Yeah, and like I said, with the Red Sox, I don't think I don't remember that ever happening. I mean, because it just wasn't accepted. There was it was expected that you were going to win, and if you weren't going to win, they were going to like pay way above market value for anybody for anybody that was going to help them win. I mean, go back to it, Pat. Correct. I mean, uh, Lackey, uh, Carl Crawford, um, you know. Like they, when they wanted a guy, they're going to blow him away, and I'm not Adrian, saying that's always Adrian a right. Gonzalez. Thing. Adrian Gonzalez, Adrian yeah, Gonzalez, right? I mean, you can, the, yeah, like you know, trading Anthony Rizzo was not an easy decision, but we say we get we need this guy to win the here and the now. Jonathan Papelbon is joining us, and and by the way, you can check him out. He did maybe the best podcast of all time, and and your own podcast.
1: Plug your own yeah, podcast Yeah, you're not talking now. to PAP right now. You're talking to Cinco Ocho, kid.
0: Uh, <laughs> people in Philadelphia loved me. I remember, I remember going to Philadelphia and interviewing you. They're like, what? Wait, what What are you talking about? And I'm like, I knew exactly what you were talking about. By the way, the manager of the Red Sox gave you the, that nickname, correct?
1: Yeah, him and Alex Cora. Yeah, Alex Cora, yeah. Right,
0: Alex Cora, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it was back in the day when you had Chad Ocho Cinco and, you know – AC was like, man, you, you know, we we, we got to make you Cinco Ocho, right? And so, you know, that's where it all came about, man. And, um, you know, I took on that persona when I took this field, man. I, it wasn't Pap. You weren't playing against Pap. You wow. started to deal with Cinco Ocho, whether you liked it or not.
0: And when you're podcasting, you don't deal, You're not podcasting with Pap. You're podcasting with Cinco Ocho, correct? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. Well, speaking of which, now we get to brass tacks. All right. The first annual Bradfoe Show Fantasy Football League is upon us. You are uh, not... Coop is the commissioner, uh, but you're basically like the commissioner without being the commissioner. You were like, you're going to overpower Coop. I th- I He's feel the Jerry like. Jones. He's kind of the Jer- Jerry Jones. Yeah. 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 So you you are... That's a good analogy, yeah. Yeah. So I was... I was <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot to pick through here. But in case people want to know, we're doing the Bradfoe Show Fantasy Football League. Paps involved... Uh, Nick Punto of the Nick Punto trade is involved. Johnny Gomes has committed. Uh, Alex Benellis, Red Sox minor leaguer, friend of the program, our minor league correspondent, and the Jack- came over the Jackie Bradley trade. He has committed. Um, Dan Ugla committed last night, correct?
1: Correct, correct. Okay. We got Uggs in.
0: And then um, uh, Mike Adams, is that right? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Who, by the way, is a relief pitcher, had an awesome career. I mean, you're the closer. Great you're, career. you're the fantasy, you are uh, you're the closer of our fantasy league. You're going to find a better one too. I mean, this guy was a really good setup guy, Mike Adams. So there you go. Good good get by no, you. like,
1: like on, honest, honestly from San Diego to um, Texas to first few couple years in Philadelphia was
0: the best setup guy in the league. But more importantly, do these guys like to talk trash? Will they talk trash with oh, us? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. You're not going
1: to be in this league if you can't talk trash. Back it up and have thick skin. Okay. Let's go. If you can't do that,
0: go home. And uh, and we have some other names who are on the cusp, correct? Who, who, who may be possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: we got, yeah, we got Peeve. We got Peeve and uh, Burnsy, Eric Burns. Okay. Uh, just waiting to hear back from them. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're in. Right, you know, they like right. to talk smack and, and win to stuff.
0: So. And so I told a story, Pap, of that, that at about 1 o'clock in the morning. I get a text from you saying that we have to pay. We should up the ante of this whole league. And I, as I told you earlier, uh, that might not be possible. But I said, the well, we're going to negotiate with that, how much the buy-in. And by the way, I did invite Eric Hosmer today because he. I'm trying to take him away from that other league that Mike Trout was the commissioner of. So...
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, I, wait, wait. Haas, come on, bud. Yeah,
0: go. We're, we're in negotiations with that. But, uh, but we were talking about in fantasy leagues now, a big thing is if you finish last, you have to do something. And you, you as I'm revealing the conversation we had when I was driving in, but I said one of the things that everyone says is you have to spend 24 hours at a Waffle House, and you said, well, that's a terrible, that's a terrible punishment because I love Waffle, Waffle House, and I spent Christmas night at Waffle House. Correct?
1: Correct, yeah.
0: Okay. You guys see right.
1: what, see you see when you live down here in Mississippi, man, you got a waffle house on every other block, right? And so um, you know, it's it's like a it's like a pillar of the community down here and um you know, for me, eh, I don't know, man. You well, know think of I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more along I'm thinking more along the lines of going to like your local zoo and maybe uh you know, you know, spending the night in the cage with the
0: monkey cage or something Whoa, like that. That's you a Coop, I mean? C- Commissioner Coop. Is that listen, a good one? Listen,
2: I'm, I'm small. I'm very childlike. I'd get tossed around like that that's, kid in the Harambe I th- cage. I,
0: I, think, I think that's, uh, that's a great point. That's, that's number one on the list right now. But we want to make this clear that not only do we have this cavalcade of stars, all these names and all these trash talkers, but one listener, if they, Coop, you explain this.
2: For what? If what? Oh, our, our giveaway yes, that we're doing? Yes. Oh, and this is for everyone you know in the car listening who's on listening. the Odyssey app. Yep. By the way, download the Odyssey app. Good plug there. Way to go, Coop. Pat myself on the back. Yep. But um, what we're going to be doing is if you rate and follow the podcast, the Brad Bradfoe Show podcast on whatever uh, streaming platform you listen to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Oh, <laughs> we're on Spotify, baby. We're all over that. But Take a screenshot of your rating that you follow us. Send it into our Twitter account or send it into the Instagram account, and we're going to do a drawing, and you're going to have the opportunity to play in this league.
0: Maybe the greatest fantasy football league of all time, correct, Pat? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Whoever wins that,
1: whoever wins that, better be ready for an absolute, you know what, show. Okay, because this is what it's (laughs) right, And, and and so. Um, I warn everybody that gets in this, you better be ready. Okay. Well, I, I had said in my,
2: I had said in the commissioner presser, I said this is the most competitive athletes in the in the history of sports. Most
0: competitive.
1: Yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah, I want to ante it up to maybe five thousand. I mean, yeah, five thousand. No, about thousand five hundred, something like that. But realistically, um, I'm going to be playing the same way. It doesn't matter how much money, you know. I mean, like. It doesn't matter to me. It's all about bragging rights, you all know, right. well, and, and, mon-
0: and money that's it. and it, and, and not spending the night in the zoo. Uh, so this is once again, the Brad show, fancy football league rate, subscribe, show a screenshot to the, to our social media account. And you can be in the, in the mix to actually have a spot on this, on this unbelievable league. Brian Barrett, you're in the mix too. If you do that, you can you can be part of this. I don't
3: think I'm going up to five grand. Uh,
0: well, it doesn't matter. Like you
2: got the Bill Simmons money now. Right.
0: Huh? I am looking forward to it. I am looking forward. And Pap, I want you to plug your podcast right now for me.
1: Yeah, Blackjack and Pap. We got Blackjack from. Uh, for currently, he's with us with Better Than Vegas, but he used to be with Barstools. We pulled him over, and um, Better Than Vegas podcast with Blackjack and Pap. It's called Blackjack and Pap. Man, it's. Um, I'm having fun with it, man, and we're and, and look. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm a gambler at heart, and man, I've been on fire lately. So really, you know, check us out if you want. Yeah, man, you want free money? Hey, look, you want to pay for that wedding, Rob? You take my picks, bro. Okay, that's,
0: okay? that's right. I, let me now get last, on the phone last with my night, wife. My
1: pick to click was the Padres run line minus one and a half. What happened? You know, everybody was like, "Oh no, that's not gonna work." Tati said, "No, no, no, it's gonna work," but. You know what, Rob? I want to tell you what, man. Do you know what my favorite type of nation is?
0: What what type?
1: A donation. <laughs> Fair enough. And so that's what, that's what everybody's going to be donating to the Cinco Ocho Fund. So just get ready.
0: Do you, do you have a name for your team?
1: Yes, I do, actually. What is it? You know know Dak Prescott, you know, right? You know, star, stud, quarterback for the uh, Cowboys. You ever heard of him?
0: Your alma mater, yep.
1: My alma mater. Check out ESPN game day at Mississippi State. What happened? You know, your boy truly, Cinco Ocho, was on game day when Dak was, you know, our our quarterback. We're tight, you know. So, I already feel like I have an advantage on y'all because all I got to do is pick up the phone and, and, and get my boy pumped up, you know. So, if I got the first pick, it's going with Dak. I'm gonna tell you Ooh. that right now. I don't All care. Right. Yes. And so All my right. team name is going to be my team name is going to be Dak that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Oh man. All right, Pap. the the gauntlet has been thrown down. Uh, we we the, the blood is pumping. I can't even lower the heart right now. We're ready to go. Bradford Show Fantasy Football League, ready to roll. Keep up, keep all, keep everything coming, Pat. Keep it rolling. All right, you're yes, doing sir. a great yes, job. Yes, sir.
1: Y'all have fun, man. Let's go, socks tonight.
0: All right, all right. That's the great Jonathan Papelbon.